I have used a lot of commerce platforms in the past. By far, the most robust is Shopify. No matter how complex your business needs and no matter how large your business grows, Shopify can handle it. And they do handle it for brands like Rothy's, Ruggable, Allbirds, Knox, Magnolia, Brooklinen, Glossier, and Cotton, to name a few. You may already use another e-commerce platform and you may be super unhappy with it, but you've already put a lot of work into it and migrating to Shopify could seem impossible. But I'm here to tell you that it is quite easy. When I migrated to Shopify back in 2022, their apps and tools meant I just had to make a few clicks and everything was ported over as if by magic. Shopify also lets you design your storefront however you like, which from personal experience I know isn't the case for many other commerce platforms out there. All these features and all this control can result in more sales more often. So stop leaving sales on the table, switch your business to Shopify today, and discover why millions trust Shopify as their all-in-one commerce platform to build, grow, and run their businesses. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial at shopify.com forward slash practical, all lowercase. That's one month for just $1 at shopify.com forward slash practical, shopify.com forward slash practical. Seed DSO-1 is a daily symbiotic, which is a probiotic and prebiotic formulated to provide benefits for gut immune function and whole body health. I take it every morning before I eat, which is when it works the best, and I have noticed a big difference in my digestion, regularity, and even my skin. It's nice that this benefit comes in a small package that needs no refrigeration and really is just a couple of simple, small pills. You also get this cool little travel vial in case you're traveling, so you don't have to stuff a bunch of loose pills in your pocket, which is nice. It's also nice that this product is so rigorously tested from a scientific perspective, which makes seeds probiotic research, development, and innovation programs a lot more trustworthy. So trust your gut health to Seed's DSO-1 Daily Symbiotic. Go to seed.com forward slash practical and use code 25practical to get 25% off of your first month. That's 25% off of your first month of Seed's DSO-1 Daily Symbiotic at seed.com forward slash practical with the code 25 practical. Hi there. Welcome back to Practical Stoicism. I'm Tanner Campbell, your host as usual, and I have an apology to make. I know that I'm pretty late with this. It's going to be Sunday afternoon, early evening by the time you get it. You may be able to tell there's a difference in my voice. I was at my industry conference for podcasting last week in Dallas. I got back yesterday and I've lost my voice, so I wasn't really able to record this any sooner than today. I didn't want to put it off longer. I know that a lot of you listen to this on the weekend, and so I wanted to make sure I got it to you in time to at least maybe try to listen to before your Monday. So thank you for putting up with the delay. Also, I have some really good news that I think everyone's going to love. This is the last episode you're going to need to hear those terrible announcer read ads that you've all been complaining about. And I heard you. (laughs) So hopefully you'll be happy about this change. And I'll admit to you before I give you this news that I find it both exciting and absolutely ridiculous. So I have signed an advertising deal with Mystery Science Theater 3000. Now, those of you who are old enough to remember that are probably laughing right now, maybe even a little excited. And those of you who are not old enough are probably very confused. 
it has objectively nothing to do with stoicism and probably nothing to do with philosophy. But when it came across my desk as an opportunity, I had such a sudden bout of nostalgia that I had to say yes. So for the next little while, the only ad you'll be hearing on this show are ones that I read myself, so you don't have to hear it in some weird announcer's voice that's really loud compared to everything else, and will be for Mystery Science Theater 3000. And just in case you were wondering, the same promise I made when I first started running ads still stands. And that promise was that the ads will only be pre-roll, meaning they'll happen before the episode and they won't ever interrupt the content. I know how annoying that is. Also, I've got a handful of people to thank for reviews and new subscriptions to the Straight to the Point version of this podcast. So first, the reviews. Thank you to Leo, JP86, and Jade Rock 37 who have all left reviews on Apple Podcasts in the last week or so. And thank you to Jeffrey H., John N., Dana B., Zachary E., Ahmed H., McLean W., Chad M., Jennifer P., and Alexander A. for becoming subscribers to the Straight to the Point version of this podcast last week. Remember, if you want to skip the ads, skip these preambles, and get straight to the content, hence the title Straight to the Point, you can do that for just $6 a month. You also get direct access to me with an Ask Me Anything feature so that you can submit specific questions and I can offer help and advice to your specific situation. You can check the show notes for a link to subscribe. It is a really great way to get more of what you want, and it is especially helpful for those of you who re-listen multiple times. And of course, it's a nice way to help me make a little bit of a living from this work. I do plan on standing up a weekly email-based bit of content. I'm not going to talk too much about that yet because I don't know exactly what form it's going to take just yet, but it will be made available only to those premium subscribers. So check the show notes, click the link. Again, six bucks a month. I'm going to try to deliver way more than six dollars a month worth of value to you. So check it out and I would appreciate the support. This week, we're going to be covering meditation number 10 from book number three, which reads as follows. Forget everything else. Keep hold of this alone and remember it. Each of us lives only now, this brief instant. The rest has already been lived, or it is impossible to see. The span we live is small, small as the corner of the earth in which we live it, small as even the greatest renown, passed from mouth to mouth by short-lived stick figures, ignorant alike of themselves and those long dead. There have been a few times in these past eight months where I've made mention of how similar in some regards Stoicism can be and is to Buddhism. This meditation is yet another example. You've no doubt heard the Buddhist concept of living in the moment, living in the now, but I feel that Marcus takes it a bit further, and to all our benefits. We shouldn't just intellectually understand that living in the moment is important, but that living in the moment is all that is technically possible. Everything that isn't this moment is dead. We cannot live in it. We can remember it, and we can get trapped by those memories, as so many of us so often do. But it's gone. It's unchangeable. It's the past. Everything yet to be is potential, largely uncontrollable from the present moment. And we can be trapped by that, too. Fear of the future, fear of what's going to happen, the unknown. But we have to accept that we have little to no control over what happens next. We have to avoid being trapped by fears of what might come or even hopes and excitement about what might come. 
Take, for example, my mention of Mystery Science Theater 3000 as a new sponsor. I've already signed paperwork, but it could be true that something happens between now and the first host read ad, and it doesn't actually happen for me. I could be worried about that, but it wouldn't be very useful for me to be. And it's not just the span of time the present moment takes up, right? Marcus is also saying it's your small corner of the world. Everything you're experiencing right now is being experienced in the blink of an eye on a patch of ground that makes up less than, probably, 0.000001% of all the patches of ground on this earth. And even the greatest men and women, even those whose names still echo in the halls of our human history, even their voices, or the specific things they said, were said in moments long since dead and places long since changed. And their surviving voices, well, they are but a few of the billions of voices, maybe even trillions of voices we'll never hear again and have long since been forgotten. And even these voices, the ones which we can still hear, even these are doomed to be forgotten eventually. I don't know if you ever saw the animated film, I think it was Pixar, it might have been DreamWorks, it was Coco, and it was about to some extent death in the Mexican belief system. But there were two deaths that a character could die. They would die their main death, and then they would die the death they died in the afterlife after the last person still living remembered them. So once no one's still alive remembered you, you would die in the afterlife, and then you'd be really dead. And that is something that is going to happen to everybody, even the people we think, you know, even Marcus Aurelius, who we're talking about right now, 2,000 years later, eventually, no one is going to know who Marcus Aurelius was, either because we forget him in society or because humanity all but goes extinct and the surviving parts of it create a new society and it doesn't have access to all that old information and starts afresh. Eventually, everyone forgets who we are. And this got me thinking about something that Carl Sagan said in, I believe it was his last publication before he died. Now, of course, I'm unsure of whether or not Carl Sagan would have considered himself to be a Stoic. I have no idea. But in 1990, the Voyager satellite was in the process of leaving our solar system. It was about 6 billion miles away at the time. And Sagan suggested that it have its camera pointed backwards towards Earth as it sped away so that it could take a picture. And the resulting image, which I will put a link to in the show notes, showed Earth as this infinitesimal speck, barely distinguishable, but there. And later, in that book I mentioned, Pale Blue Dot, Sagan shared what might have been the greatest words he ever said, and perhaps the last set of greatest words he ever said, because he died in 1996. And those words were these. Look again at that dot. That's here. That's home. That's us. On it. Everyone you love, everyone you know, everyone you ever heard of, every human being who ever was, lived out their lives. The aggregate of our joy and suffering, thousands of confident religions, ideologies, and economic doctrines, every hunter and forager, every hero and coward, every creator and destroyer of civilization, every king and peasant, every young couple in love, Every mother and father, hopeful child, investor, and explorer, every teacher of morals, every corrupt politician, every superstar, every supreme leader, every saint and sinner in the history of our species lived there, on a mote of dust, suspended in a sunbeam. The earth is a very small stage in a vast cosmic arena. Think of the rivers of blood spilled by all those generals and emperors so that, in glory and triumph, they could become the momentary masters of a fraction of a dot. 
Think of the endless cruelties visited by the inhabitants of one corner of this small pixel on the scarcely distinguishable inhabitants of some other corner. How frequent their misunderstandings, how eager they are to kill one another, how fervent their hatreds. Our posturings, our imagined self-importance, the delusion that we have some privileged position in the universe are all challenged by this pale light. Our planet is a lonely speck in the great enveloping cosmic dark. In our obscurity, in all this vastness, there is no hint that help will come from elsewhere to save us from ourselves. The earth is the only world known so far to harbor life. There is nowhere else, at least in the near future, to which our species could migrate. Visit? Yes. Settle? Not yet. So like it or not, for the moment the earth is where we make our stand. It has been said that astronomy is a humbling and character-building experience. There is perhaps no better demonstration of the folly of human conceits than this distant image of our tiny world. To me, it underscores our responsibility to deal more kindly with one another and to preserve and cherish the pale blue dot, the only home we've ever known. Marcus Aurelius is telling us something similar but less grand. Marcus couldn't have known we were a mote of dust suspended in a sunbeam, for this was far before the days of Galileo and telescopes. He is simply reminding us that there is nothing more than the present moment in which we live. We've already died a thousand deaths, and we'll probably live a billion more moments. But it's all right now, it's all right here, and to lose sight of that is to somehow fancy yourself special or unique when compared to anyone else. And we're not. I'm not. You're not. We're just momentary beings with an uncertain number of momentary chances to do our best. Thank you for listening to this episode of Practical Stoicism. I hope you found it helpful. Remember, reviews are appreciated, and if you're looking to get rid of ads and preambles and want to ask me questions directly related to Stoicism, you can subscribe to Straight to the Point for just $6 a month. A link to do that can be found in the show notes. Thanks again for listening, and until the next few moments we spend together, take care. Take care.